Hey mama, I'm so excited that you are here to listen to this episode today with Angela Thornton. This is one of my favorite episodes of the Wholesome Mama Show so far. I And I don't say that lightly. This conversation, as she was speaking, I was sitting here speechless. The grace of God, the presence of God just comes off her even through a computer screen. So I know that you are going to be blessed with this as well. Angela today is going to share what it is to be in the word of God, even as a busy mum with minimum time, what it is to understand and unpack the word of God, how to pray the word of God, how to speak the word of God over our lives, over our families and in our home. And I'm so I just, just get, let's get into the conversation today with Angela because it's just that good. You're going to love it. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God even in our home life. In this podcast, you'll find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Angela, thank you so much for giving up your time today and coming on to share with us. I'm so honored to have you on here to get into how to live out and how to pray God's word. But before we get into the goodness of this conversation, can you just share with us a little bit about you, introduce yourself and what led you to be doing what you're doing now? Wow. Um, I've been married 25 years. I have two sons, no grandchildren yet. My sons are adults. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, (laughs) And I started this. Well, let me start from a little kid. I've always liked to read and learn and know stuff. That's my mother used to literally call me the CIA because I would research anything. And um, as an adult, I realized that I love to dig into the Bible. It fascinated me. And uh, early in my marriage, probably 15 years ago, my husband came home and he said, let me pray for you. And I thought, okay, since God told me to pray for you. And as he was praying, I heard the word peace and a whole narrative. And I promise I appreciated him praying, but I wanted him to hurt and finish so I could write down what I was hearing. And I wrote it all out and sent it out as an email to my friends. And they asked me, many of them, all right, so when's the next one? And I thought, well, there, there isn't. There, there was just that one. <laughs> and, uh, and so I would pray. And every Wednesday, I would send out one page, one word email. And so it became, it was called Wise Word Wednesday. And uh, 
maybe three years later, we started doing it Facebook Live. And then in January, at the end of 2016, the 2016 election, the Lord said, I want you to pray for 90 days. Start on the 1st of January and pray 90 consecutive days. I thought, you want me to do 90 days? Like, for real? So I gathered my friends who are intercessors and we, re, you know, we would rotate and we went 90 days. Day 85, those who were joining us said, well, what are we doing next? And I said, well, I don't know what you all are doing, but my mandate was 90. <laughs> and uh, they thought, well, no, we have to keep going. No, no, actually we don't. Um, and so I, again, I went and I prayed and I asked the Lord, should we continue? And uh, I heard, take a break. And so we took a one week break and we started up again. And now we are at day 2,175. Wow. Yeah, we went seven days a week up until December of 2022. We were praying seven days a week at 6 a.m. Um, the U.S. Eastern Standard Time. And now we just do Monday through Friday. Wow, that's that's amazing. I love that it started as something so so small and yet how much God has used you and I remember when I first heard about you and I logged on and I just started watching watching them all and had them on in the background I just think that that is that is so amazing and one thing that I really love that you do is you pray the word of God in a really practical way so can you just share with us to start with, what does praying God's word mean? Is it literally just us holding the Bible, going, reading scripture to pray? Or how, do, how does that work for us in our prayer lives? It can be. It, it literally can be praying exactly what it is and putting your name there. Um, so there's a scripture in Jeremiah and Jeremiah is, is speaking. It's the first chapter. And he's like, I, I, I'm too young. I can't do this. And the Lord says, what do you see, Jeremiah? And he tells him he's, what he sees. And he says, you've seen well. I watch over my word to perform it. Um, there's a scripture in the Psalms that says, um, the word of the Lord forever is settled in heaven. And I remember years ago, I fell down my stairs. It was 2002, literally from the top stair to the bottom. And I was incapacitated for 12 weeks because I had broken every bone in the ankle. So there's only so much TV you can watch, <laughs> you know, and so many. So I started digging into the word and I came across the scripture that talked about when we ask according to his will and his word, he hears us. And as I was just studying and praying, the Lord was saying, people ask amiss because they're asking according to their problem and not my promise. Wow. That they're, they're praying their feelings and I watch over my word to perform it. And my it is my word that can never return to me void without accomplishing what it was sent to do. So when you pray his word, it is what he hears because his word is even above his name. And so... And because Jesus was what? The word in the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. And I thought, wow. Then if Jesus, who was the word, had to use the very thing that he was, which was the word to overcome the temptation of Satan, 
then what do we have to do? Pray the word. Hmm. And so that is how I came to understand that praying God's word is key, but it doesn't have to be real deep and spooky. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't. I like practicality, things that people understand. I used to pray, Lord, let me teach that you are revealed, that the Holy Spirit will inspire uh, in such a way that people get it. I, I don't want them to leave wondering, what did she say? Do I have to do it that way? You don't need a lot of words, doesn't have to be loud. It literally is the model prayer. We, we like to call it the Lord's prayer. But as I studied, I realized it is not the prayer that Jesus prayed. It is the method that Jesus taught. When he said to his disciples, pray like this. He didn't pray that. He taught them how to pray in the Matthew version. But in the Luke version, they asked him, teach us how to pray. And it's the same method. So if you think about it, those 66 words, it's, it, you can say them in probably three minutes. But if you literally took the time to pray it, it'd take you over an hour. Our father, who is he to you? Wow. Who is God to you? Our father, you know, with, who are to have, hallowed be your name. What is his name? Jehovah Shalom, he's peace. Jehovah Rapha, he, he's our healer. You know, he's our righteousness. You start calling him by his name. And so the first part of that is all focused on heaven. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Whatever it is you've already decided in heaven, let it come to earth. Your will be done where? On earth. God, what is your will for my family, for my children? for the business, for the ministry, for my community, for the church. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We don't want to do anything outside of your will. So whatever it is, your will, Lord, what is your will for this situation in my marriage? What is your will for this situation that I'm facing with my children? What, what is your will? And I want to pray according to your will because I know that's when you hear me and you answer. And so Whatever it is, your will, your kingdom come. You've already done everything you're going to do in heaven. In on earth as it is in heaven, it's already been done. So we don't have to try to figure out to manifest anything. Just whatever you've already decided, that's what I want to do. Give us this day our daily bread. What do I need today? Father, I thank you that today I need faith. You said, give us this day my daily bread. Today, I need an extra dose of faith. Paul says, you will supply all my need according to your riches and glory. So today, I need an extra dose of grace. I need some mercy today. Today, Father, I need wisdom. I need a strategy. You know what resources my family needs. And because you are the source of all things, then according to your will, supply all that I need today. It doesn't have to be hard. Hmm. It doesn't have to be super spiritual. And, and then you, you you look at his word. You know what, God, I thank you that I can keep my eyes fixed and focused on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. And I can follow the path that you've laid out before me. And if you're feeling bad and, and maybe someone is feeling unworthy, you know what, God, I thank you that your word declares I am the righteousness of God. 
I am created in Christ Jesus to do the work that you laid out beforehand. That means you created me with something to do because you said you knew me before I was in my mother's womb. And so the work that you created me, you said you would bless the work of my hand and whatever the work you've created me to do, that's the work of my hand that you will bless. So I thank you. That that to, That is how you can pray the word in a very practical, tangible, easy way. Wow. And it doesn't have to take hours. Mm. Mm. It's so good. That's, that's already blessed me so much. <laughs> oh, so, and as you were, as you were just speaking then, I just felt like it's, and I guess you have been on a journey of years of years of you know, really getting into the word so that you can have deeper revelation to be able to pray it out. So what would you what would you say to someone? Because obviously to pray the word, we have to know the word. We have to be in the word. So what would yeah. you say to someone who wants to or is trying to study and learn God's word more? Where where should they start? Where's a good place for them to start? Obviously the Lord's Prayer. What a way to start. But do you have anything else? Uh any you other know, tips for them? I'd say start with the Psalms. Here's why. Every emotion known to humankind is found in the psalm, from joy to sorrow, <laughs> to love, to peace, to happiness, to betrayal, whatever you can feel, it's in the psalms. Very and true. Because it was written over a thousand year period, because it was written by several writers, then you have all kinds of perspectives. They weren't all written by David. Start there because if you want to know how to worship, start there. You want to know how to pray, start there. You want to know how to repent, start there. Um, if you were going to take a book to study, if you were starting with the gospels, I'd start with John. If you were starting with the epistles, I'd start with Romans. I wouldn't start with Revelation. I'd start with, <laughs> start there. I'd start with Romans because Roman lays out for you what it means to be a believer. Hmm. You know, Romans lays out for you or you know, Galatians, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And, and if you're a busy mom, don't feel bad if you don't have a solid hour just to sit and, you know, hmm. you make the best of the 10 minutes you have Yeah, because 10 minutes of focus, 15 minutes of focus is better than an hour distracted. Wow. So find the time. They're free resources. You don't have to have a bunch of commentaries. There's a free resource online. It's called blueletterbible.com. It's free. It has multiple translations. It has all kinds of commentaries and dictionaries. It reads the words out for you. So you can start there. Then find someone that you know, that you trust that can say, hey, can you help me do this I have a free ebook, How to Study the Bible in Four Easy Steps. Okay. It's observation. What does it say? Literally, what does it say? Then interpretation. God, what does this mean? I don't understand. The easiest way to figure out interpretation is to read it in multiple translations. Yeah. The King James is not the only translation. <laughs> it is the translation that my grandmother used but it is not the only translation. And it's not the easiest to understand either. I, you know, read it in multiple 
translations and take your time. This is not a race. The Bible has been around for thousands of years. You have time. You, you have time. And, and don't make it a chore. Hmm. Sometimes we feel like you get beat. You're not studying enough. This isn't school. Yeah. Take your time. If you got, if all you have is a chapter, then that's all you have. Yeah. Until you feel ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that. And so what would you say, you just said, then don't make it a chore. What would you say to someone who, who is struggling to enjoy reading the word? Maybe they just, they feel like they're not getting enough time in, which I think you, I love that, that 10 minutes of focus is much better than an hour of distraction. One verse, rather than trying to read through as much as I can, so I can tick off that I've read the whole Bible in a year, or if I'm not getting anything out of that, then what is the point? If I can't remember what I read this morning, what's the point? I'd rather read one verse and Mm -hmm. have God speak to me in that five minutes than try and tick off. But what would you say to someone who is struggling with reading the word? Find a version or translation that you understand. I know people always say to me, what's the best translation? The one that you read. <laughs> the, the translation that you understand and read that literally yeah. is the best one for you. Yeah. It, you know, trying to say the new American standard. If you don't understand it, then it's not a good translation. You may understand NIV. You might understand the NLT. Find the translation that you understand. Yep. And that is the translation that you will read. Mm. And so that's what I would say. Start there. Start small. Uh, maybe, maybe Psalm 23 is something you've always wanted to dig into. Then I would say, look at that line by line. What does that mean? The Lord is my shepherd. What does that mean? Because, you know, that sounds good, but what does that mean? I don't know shepherds today. You know, what, what, does, what does that mean to you? You know, I shall not want. And you're thinking, well, God, we have lots of wants in this house. What mm. does that mean? You know, it means that there is no lack in his kingdom. He provides. Uh, that's what that means. So, yeah, that, I would say start small. Find a translation that you understand and start there yeah yeah I really like that and I love taking something like a psalm and really apply it line by line going how does this apply to my life right now exactly yeah and as you said psalm has anything you're going through there's the emotion (laughs) emotion is in the psalms yeah you go if you don't, if it doesn't mean anything to you, then you're not going to keep doing it. If you don't, you know what I mean? So if you find something, oh, I understand how that works. Mm. Then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said in the beginning about praying the will of God, because a lot of the time we can, and I certainly have been guilty of this, you try to scripture 
into your problem. You try and fit because we all interpret. We could read the exact same verse and interpret it differently based on the situations of our life, based on how mature in the faith we are, all these different things. Um, We all do that. And then sometimes we can, without really intentionally know we're doing it, go, well, God, I'm going to take this promise and apply it here and try and fit it in. And so you said this, you have to, how, how do we know for sure? One, what is meant by certain scriptures and that we are then, we are praying into the will of God, not trying to fit the scripture into our problem. Well, first of all, his word doesn't contradict itself. Yeah. Second, again, read it in multiple translations. And if you have a study Bible, you've seen the little scriptures down the center at the bottom. Those are references. Then look at the reference and see what it is referring to. And so that way, you know, okay, did I just try to make that fit what I wanted to do? It's almost as if when you hear people say, well, Paul said women should be silent in the church. (laughs) And then you say, well, was he talking about all women in perpetuity? Or was he just talking about the women in Corinth? Mm. And so that's when you find a, a commentary dictionary and then you do a word study. So something like Blue Letter Bible, and I get nothing from it. I just, I like it as a resource. And you start looking at what the words mean because you can see the word God in the Old Testament and you're in Genesis, but there's several meanings. Mm. So there's, are they talking about Elohim, the sovereign God? Are they talking about Adonai, Lord? Are they talking about God, Jehovah? So if you have a concordance and then you look up and you see the different numbers and you're thinking, oh, okay. So in this capacity, he's speaking of, I am that I am. He's speaking of in the beginning, God created the sovereign God. But in this capacity, he's speaking of Lord as in master. Hmm. So that helps. Then, you know, okay, then I am praying the will and not my, what I want and try to make it fit how I want it to fit. And we're human. We do it often. Trust me, I've done it. Mm-hmm. And had to go back and say, mm, okay, well, that's not it. Um, you know what? A prime example is in 2 Samuel 7. I think it's verses 3 through 5 or something like that. Um, the prophet Nathan is talking to David. And he says, David, do all that's in your heart because David wants to build God a house. And and Nathan says, do all that's in your heart to do and the Lord is with you. And David gets excited and he says, yes. And then that evening, the Lord speaks to Nathan and he says, I didn't tell you to tell him that. That's not what's going to happen. And now you have to go back and tell him, no, he's not going to build me a house. His son is, and you need to go correct that. Now, Nathan had good intentions. Mm. Nathan was a prophet of God. David the king believed what the prophet said, but the prophet was speaking based on his desire and David's desire, not God's will. Wow. Wow, yeah. It can be be tricky. And I think it's just one thing that we, 
learn more as we spend more time in the word and as mm-hmm. we as we develop our knowledge of scripture um that we develop the the wisdom that comes with reading the scripture and being in the scripture but yeah i'm just i'm just so inspired to to dig in on a on a deeper level into scripture so what are some of the practical ways that we can begin with that we can really pray specific scriptural specific promises over our family and our home like maybe we're going through something with a family member who is unwell or a situation like that how do we practically find a scripture and pray that over our family and our home and the situation um say that you had somebody in your family who was dealing with cancer it's a disease um then I would probably pray Psalm uh, 107, 19, and 20. When they cried out in distress, he sent his word to heal them of disease and deliver them from destruction. So if I were praying that, I'd probably say, Father, this is an infirmity. And, and 103 says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, all that's within me. I'm forgetting none of your benefits one of which is to heal all diseases. And because cancer is a disease, you said we cry out in distress, that you hear us and I know that you hear us and you sent your word to heal of disease and deliver from destruction. So we thank you in advance for healing them of this disease and delivering them from this destruction. And and while many are the afflictions of the righteous, and this is an affliction, you said that you would deliver us from them all because you are a man that you cannot lie. And, and, and that have you not said it, will you not do it? I thank you. And even if you choose not to heal them on this side, we're going to give you glory that you know best because you know the number of days on their head. You know the number of the hairs on the head and the number of days that you have given them. And so we thank you that you will keep them, that you will honor them, that you will restore health to the sick, as you said to Jeremiah. And we bless you and we believe you and we lean not to our own understanding and we're going to stand on your word. We may have a diagnosis from doctors, but we choose to believe the report of the Lord. So our prognosis is bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. And if I feel like I'm getting heavy, I'll say what David said, oh my soul, why are you cast down hope in God? So my hope will be in you, the author and finisher of my faith. That's how I would pray that. Wow. 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 Thank you. That's yeah. I'm on behalf of everyone that you are reaching. Thank you so much for the work that you have done to impart into others, but also to teach. And I think that, um, yeah, I've been reading about, about older women teach the younger women. And I yes. think that that is something that is so missing in this generation because a lot of the younger mums, I don't need nobody to tell me how to do anything, but <laughs> but we do. But I want to just we say do. thank you for for being that. Thank you for doing that and teaching what I think is one of the most important things in our life to be in the word and how to practically pray pray that I just 
yeah, that's this conversation has blessed me and I know it's going to bless so many other people. But to finish up, can you um, just share any other encouragement or anything else that's on your heart um, for the mums who are listening? I would say don't feel guilty if you don't mm. have a lot of time, especially yeah. if you have children in the home. Mm. Take the five or 10 minutes and you need five or 10 minutes for yourself anyway. Grab yourself a cup of tea, cup of coffee, and just take those five or 10 minutes because the father knows your heart. Mm. He knows your desire. He's not looking for quantity. He's looking for quality. And so listen, if you've got children, you don't have two hours. I don't have children. My children are adults and they're gone. I have the time. You don't. Do what you need to do. And the more you spend time with him uninterrupted, those five minutes, the more you read the word, the more you know him, the more you hear him in your everyday life. You can be doing the dishes, cooking dinner, and you can be praying. You can pray in the shower. You can pray as you're dropping them off to school. I, I want women, especially mothers, to know this is not about qual quantity. It is all about quality. Mm. And if you're raising your children, then that is first. Mm. Church mm. is second. And, and God knows that. That's how he created it. Mm. And find a, an older woman who is willing to pour into you and to teach you and not judge you. And do not beat yourself up. Get a version of the Bible that you understand and start there. And if you have some issues, inbox me on Facebook. <laughs> Hit me up on Instagram. I promise you I'll answer. Oh, thank, you. thank you. I love that. Can you just on that share where um, people can check out your Wise Word Wednesday that's now every day? Um, check out the live videos and, and get connected with you. They can find me on YouTube mm -hmm. at Angela Thornton Wise Word Ministries. They can find us on Facebook at uh, Wise Word uh, Wednesday on Facebook. And we're on Instagram at Wise Word 10. And, or they can just go to our website, wise-word.org. Uh, if they do that and they sign up, there's a free ebook how to study the Bible in four easy steps. Literally, I walk you through it. Observation, what does it say? Interpretation, what does it mean? Application, how do I live it? Yeah, and we'll, um, can we, can I get a link of that to put in the show notes for people to sign up sure. directly there? That'd, that'd be great because I think Let that me. that would be very, very helpful. And I'm going to add some worksheets to it to really kind of walk them through it. So if, if because here's what I find most often, we read with our mind, not our eyes, because we think we know what it says. <laughs> and then when you really, you're like, oh, wait, that's not what it says. Yeah. You know, start with prayer, then observe the text. What does it say? Just start. And then ask, Father, what does this mean? Mm. And then how do I live this ancient text out today? Wow. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Would you mind praying for um, the mums who are listening, what, whoever is listening, whether they're mums or not, um, but just praying and praying a blessing over them? 
Father, I pray for every mom listening, that you would give them every resource they would need, that you would give them the grace and that they would give themselves grace. And as they're raising children, raising families, working businesses, I lift them before you. I lift their children before you. If you save them, you'll save their household. You are the resource. You are the source of all things. So every resource that any mom would need, your hand would provide. We thank you for caring for them, for loving them. We thank you for blessing them with every spiritual blessing. We thank you that they really are the righteousness of God, that they've been created with purpose and with destiny to do the work that you've laid out beforehand. So we give you great praise and we give you honor for every mom, every family member, every child, every spouse, those single moms that you are providing all that they need. Thank you for blessing and keeping them. Thank you for Elise and Wholesome Mama, that she will continue to do the work you've laid out and that she will thrive and prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Angela. I'm have loved having this conversation with you. I have loved it too. Let's do it again. <laughs> well, that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.